When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Very important day for New Zealand cricket. Can they survive at Hagley Oval? Can they create history? It is a tall order. Uh, Craig Cumming joins us uh, again. Uh, So often actually lately we should put him on the payroll I suppose, but... Uh, we won't. Uh, he is a former Black Cap. Uh, he is also a uh, former commentator, or still does a lot of commentating. Uh, and, of course, he's a cricket coach as well as other things outside the cricketing game. Very, very busy man, but a happy man, I would imagine, uh, with uh, a side that you hoped would give their very best against the Wellington Blaze. Craig, good morning to you. Going into the Halliburton Johnson final, uh, they did more than that. They played unbelievably well, dominated so much it was probably... Never really in doubt. How do you feel about uh, what your girls achieved? Yeah, morning, Smithy, and uh, thanks for, for having me on again. Oh, you're very um, – it's a little bit different uh, having been a player, I say, Smithy, when you when you win titles. But um, as a coach, I think you're just – you're really satisfied and proud. I mean, you, you sort of sit there and, as a third person and you just watch your group and um, to see them, I suppose, the excitement of, of winning it and then being together, you, you sort of sit back and – you smile, not not necessarily because, you know, you, you've won a title. You smile because you, you feel, you see the emotions and what your team's going through and, and the excitement they give you. Yeah, I suppose I'm always proud of this group, um, and I never believe you should use the word pride or, you know, when it comes to young kids and that just because of success because there's a lot of other things. But to see them just enjoying the occasion and, and have the shield sitting in the changing room and them sitting around it and, um, taking photos, yeah, just, um, you know, you, you get that warm feeling and, and that really satisfied and a little bit like a proud dad, really. It was um, it was really special for the girls and it was really nice to be part of that. So, Ibrahim, 92, Blakely, 57. That partnership was the killer blow for the Blaze. Uh, and then Carson comes in and gets five for 17. So, uh, you know, the, the big players, the, the more named players, I guess, uh, that you had left, stepped up. Yeah, they did. Um yeah, I mean, our bowling attack's been brilliant all year, Smithy, and, and one of the things about um, our white friends leaving, other than Hayley, um, you know, but in saying that, Hayley wasn't there for seven rounds of the Super Smash, and, you know, we built a lot of our success uh, around Eden Carson, Emma Black, Kate Ibrahim, with, even with the ball, um, and also Sophie Altshaw. So we, we still had them playing, and I knew if we could bat first, um, we, Wellington haven't had to chase much, if at all, the whole season. Uh, they'd lost some key players. Um, so we were going to ask a lot of their players to do things for the first time. So when when the coin fell our way and we were able to bat first, I knew, you know, we, we had the skills to be able to get us over 200. Now, in an ideal world, we'd be more aggressive and probably want to play the game a little bit more aggressively. But when it comes to a final, the tactics was about getting enough runs to know that your bowling attack can defend, which is every game, but you still want to be able to, I suppose, be a bit more proactive. But we were pretty satisfied. I always thought, 
um, that 200 would be enough. I thought 220 was a bit of icing on the cake. So uh, Kate sort of, you know, locked in one end and, and, you know, just with her competitive nature and and her skills, she just said, right, I'm not going to get out and I'm going to try and bat 50 overs. Um, And then we just sort of batted around that and we were able to get that magic 220 mark and then we bowled and fielded brilliantly. Some of the catches we took, Smithy, yeah, even I was blown away with and, you know, what better time to do it than a final. So, you know, sort of, I suppose... In some ways, it was actually quite nice. We played Wellington three weeks ago, and we, we got beaten up a bit, but it was the first time we'd had to play without our, our white ferns, so it was a, a nice reality for the girls. Actually, it's your turn to stand up. It's, it's your chance to shine, and you take the responsibility, and um, that was a sort of a good precursor to the final, and, and then when we came to the final, the girls realised it was actually up to them, and um, in some ways, we, we love our white ferns, and we, we'll never, ever turn them down. But it was also nice for these girls to probably experience playing without them and win a trophy because, um, you know, they've worked really hard. And as I said, you know, you sit back and the game of cricket's a whole lot of different things. And, and we, you know, I know some people have said that Wellington had players out. Well, actually, we had more because we had, we had a COVID, we had a, an injury, we had a couple of players with, with other injuries. So we actually had seven out. So... Um, you know, we, we made the best of what we had, but we also had some of our rock stars from the, this year still playing. And, you know, Eden Carson, it's only when she's going to be a white fern. Um, you know, there's debate about Kate, whether she should be in the World Cup squad. I, I think she should be. Well, she should be now. Um, but also, um, you know, Emma Black, Sophie Ullishaw, these are, these are players that uh, in the future should be playing for the white ferns because they're good enough. OK, so overall, uh, that's, that's the individual performance and overall, but... How do you, uh, from those coaches who are listening in, aspiring coaches, how do you turn um, a, a side that lost, what, 23 in a row into a, a, a championship-winning side and a finalist in another competition so quickly? Uh, I'm trying to work that out myself. Um, Smithy, I suppose, um, well, the first thing, you know, I try to do as a coach is I try and be really patient. And, um, you know, what, what we did is we identified... Um, it's really important to understand that success is not always deemed on what the scoreboard tells you. Um, if you only ever deem success based on um, the end result, well, then you're either going to you know, have a success or failure. But last year, we, we didn't win hardly any games, but we made some huge inroads in the years. My job was to try and identify the areas that we needed to get better and quickly that would make the biggest difference. Um, and it took me a wee while, Smithy, to be honest. The first few rounds, I, I was a little bit shell-shocked myself and... Then you work out, right, well, what are the key areas um, and that we can do? And then the other thing is you've got to, in the girls' space at the moment or the women's space, the, the girls don't have a huge amount of playing experience. Um, they don't sit there and watch cricket as much as probably you and I did growing up. So you've got to work out how are they going to learn. And to do that, you've got to give them a lot of, um, I suppose, autonomy to make decisions. But they've got to know what they're reviewing against and also um, have a lot of patience with them. And believe it or not, Smithy, I'm not a big talker as a coach. I know people might find that really hard to understand because I like to talk. But we set, um, you know, we, we, had a, we, we put in a whole lot of markers that we thought were really important to us to be successful. And then would review against that, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't review against them. I got the girls to review against them, and then they're learning as they go. And over time, they start to just develop. They just start to understand what they're doing. They get better and better at it. They start training better and better. They're more specific in what they're doing. And of course, my job is to use my knowledge and what I think from a cricket point of view is important. But again, I'm not shoving that down their down their throats and telling them what they have to do. 
you're sort of sitting in an environment where um, they're trying to learn what to do. So, you know, but the key thing, and I use the word success, is not always deemed on the scoreboard, especially when you're trying to develop. Um, you, and you've got to be able to gauge against that. And But also throw in Smitty, I, I am very lucky. I've got a group of girls who their number one, uh, you know, their number one value is enjoyment and their number two um, value is caring about each other. So every time we turn up, they, they train very hard, but they have fun. Um, but also... They do care about each other, so they look after each other, and that's a really important part of our environment. Right, let's go to uh, the women's team that uh, are going to be under the spotlight in the next four to five weeks. Craig, of course, the White Ferns uh, on the outside looking in. I mean, you know these girls pretty well. You've coached uh, some of them, but you've coached against them as well. Um, in your view, if you look at the build-up that they've had, they've got another match today against Australia, which will be a nice little barometer for them. Uh, are we ready? Do you feel we're ready for this World Cup? Well, we should be ready because we've had enough playing opportunities and, and, and the team have played a lot through the summer. But the big question will come about whether they're good enough, Smithy. And I heard you with Dooley yesterday and um, he made some good points. Um, you know, we, we know that um, we know our team pretty well. I, I think our bowling attack is, is strong enough. Um, the question will be whether we can score enough runs um, and whether we can score runs under pressure. A little bit of a concern for me, the last game against India was their best bowling lineup for the only time in the, in the series that they played that, and we didn't score enough runs. Then the concern is against Pakistan. I think it was a bit of a tough game, that Pakistan one, Smitty, because the team had just travelled. It's a little bit of a nothing game. They've had a good build-up. Um, you're sort of on a hiding to nothing. But today's quite a big day against Australia because we've become good at playing spin, but the question is, can we actually play medium to fast bowling well and a team that'll have three or four of them? Um, again, I still go back to the fact, can we score enough runs? And we've got to be able to score 280 to beat England, Australia, and probably South Africa, um, and throw in the West Indies as well. And to me at the moment, you know, undecided. We need, um, I'm not so worried about, um, you know, big scores. I mean, Mealy Kerr is the one that can probably lock in, but it's the sum of all parts. We've got, we've got to find a way with that batting order to get 280. Um, and you can use all your resources, but um, that's going to be the biggest challenge. And the other one, Smithy, it's important to get off to a good start. You know that. I mean, you know, I go back to mm-hmm. 1991 when you were involved. I mean, your first game against Australia at Eden Park, you went out and won. And all of a sudden, you get momentum. You start to get belief. You start to get confidence. And, and that's going to be really important. The reality is what's gone before means nothing. Everything relies on that first game. If they can beat um, the West Indies in that first game, then that creates the momentum and it'll create the confidence. What should our expectations be with them playing at home in front of us? I know uh, we always have high hopes when sides playing World Cups here at home. Uh, this has not happened since the year 2000 uh, when we won. What, are, what should our expectations be, bearing in mind uh, the quality of the, of the opposition and the quality of the contenders within that opposition? Oh, good question. Um, the different, if you look at our history, or well, our past two years, uh, you know, we probably shouldn't have huge expectations to, that they're going to win it. Um, because, you know, we haven't performed against England and Australia, um, you know, whether it be at home or be away. Yes, they've improved in certain areas. But if you look at that, you know, maybe top eight. Uh, but the reality is at home, uh, with the potential that we've got on the side, they, they should be making the semi-finals. Um, you know, that's, that's the focus. And as you know, if you make the semi-final, then you've given yourself a chance to win one game and you're in the big dance. So, you know, to me... They should have expectations of making the semi-finals. We should have expectations on them making the semi-finals as well. The question is, are they going to be good enough? Um, again, go back to if you can create momentum, you can. This this World Cup's a case of the best teams will make it because it's round robin play.
I mean, you did that in 91, Smithy. You get a chance to play everyone, which is great. So the best teams will be the top four teams will go to the semifinals. They've just got to find a way to get off to a good start. And if they can do that, I think our expectations is they should be in the top four. And then if you get in the top four, well, anything can happen from there. What are your aspirations as a coach? I mean, you've been a player. You, you have been a coach. You've been a commentator. You, you've worked at Otago Boys High School. Uh, you've done pretty much, you've been a radio host. Uh, you've done pretty much everything I can think that a bloke can do in the last decade. Um, but co- coaching, does it, has this success made you um, think, uh, think differently about possibly carrying on with coaching? Uh, I've got to, the reason, I've got to find a job that pays properly, Smitty, so I don't have to do three. You know that. Um, <laughs> You know, um, yeah, you're right. Um, some of all parts, really. Uh, I, I've really loved the coaching. I really have. Um, I've, I've probably, you know, I've been a commentator with you for seven or eight years, and what you do is you, you become very, very good at, I suppose, creating opinions. You watch the game. You get a lot of knowledge. You know, we've, we've, we're paid to talk about those things. And um, But coaching's very different. Coaching's, um, you know, you, your job is to develop your athletes. Your job is to put your team first. Um, and there's no point in me having knowledge if, if I can't pass that on or actually make your athletes better because of it. Um, I think I've learned a lot in that in the last three or four years. Um, and, yeah, I've absolutely loved it. I, I really have. And, and it, it, you know, as I said the other day, you're sitting back at – I don't sit back there and go, great, we've won because of me. I actually sit there back and go, girl, this is great because I get to see the athletes enjoy their hard work. So I think my, my satisfaction comes from the right, right part. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think the future um, way things unfold, um, coaching could certainly be something that I'm keen to become more full-time in. I say that, I've got to be careful my boss is not watching the target boys. Um, but, um, you know, I love it. And, and I, uh, if anything, also, Smitty, it's like any job you do, and I was doing the Sparks, um, if you have success, as in I say success, not just winning titles, but you see your athletes grow, it actually gives me confidence um, as, a, as a coach because... You still go through the same emotions that you do as a player or in any job. You, you wonder, you know, am I good enough? To, and, and then the last sort of couple of years has given me real belief that um, I can make a difference um, in what I'm doing to help, again, my why is to help athletes get better. So, yeah, we never know. Um, watch the space and um, hopefully, um, you know, there might be some opportunities. I love doing the Sparks. Um, and if the opportunity arises, I'll do that again, um, again next year. So we'll just see Smitty, but... Uh, I would like to get to a stage where I don't sort of have three or four jobs. I'd like to probably simplify my life a little bit, but we'll just have to see how that pans out. You've got a, it's a tough space. I mean, well, the funny things like I was there on Sunday, Smitty, and I'm coaching the Sparks, and Wellington Cricket have got two full-time coaches with the Blaze, you know, and whereas I'm, I'm very part, well, when I say I'm very part-time, I'm not part-time, but I, I get remunerated very part-time. Um, and, um, you know, we, we're one of the few at the moment. There's probably not the same resources involved. Um, you know, so you've got to... But also, if, to do the job properly in the future, we've got to work out how that looks. But um, it would be nice to, at some stage, probably be able to do things. But a lot of coaches these days, um, it's very hard to do it as a full-time job. There are only a certain amount of jobs that allow you to do that. So, um, you know, that's something that I'd be looking to in the future. Hopefully you can get in a role, which allows you probably to fully focus on something. So if I know Smithy, I'm sure I'll let you know. Thank you. I'd appreciate that uh, because it'll be a headline. <laughs> uh, here's, here's just the last, very quickly, the last final thing. Five-word five question. Can we bat all day? Uh, if I was a betting man, Smithy, and you know I'm not, um, no. There you go. No. I, I think we, we all struggle. There we go. Um, 
You know, I mean, I watched them. Yeah, I, I, this has been great test. We spoke last week about a pitch that allows it goes into day five. Um, and this is this pitch has been bang on with that. But, um, you know, we, we're probably one down more than I would have liked. Um, if Mitchell was still there, I think it would have been an opportunity. But it's going to be very hard. And if anything, I think this is, test match has just shown that our balance of our side again is wrong, Smithy. Um, we, we balance our side up to, to try and win a game in two or three days. Um, and that includes our batting and bowling. Yes, we've still got Blundell. We've still got the ground home. We batted beautifully for his 100. But, you know, we, um, you know, even watching Henry Nichols get out last night, it was like he didn't even expect the ball to turn because we're not used to playing in those conditions. So I hope you know, it goes back to the test match at Hagley. Smithy, you and I, I think it was the, the, the final one we might have commentated together, actually, England. Um, we're going to require a last day lot we had against England. Um, Neil Wagner, member East Sodi, um, digging in, digging in. It's going to be one of these days, and um, they should get huge satisfaction if they can get a draw. The problem is everyone's talking about, you know, you know World Test Championship points. Well, sometimes, though, winning a series against South Africa at home for the first time will be pretty satisfying as well. So they're going to have to work hard. But at the moment, Smithy, if you were going to give me five bucks, I'd go and put it on and win to South Africa. If I gave you five bucks, you would be going to get me a cup of coffee, but that won't be the happening <laughs> so, uh, Hey, thanks very much for your time this morning, mate. Actually, I, I've just loved talking to you and your aspirations going ahead and things. Very interesting for me and, uh, and our listeners as well. Congratulations on your success. Uh, good luck for the future. Uh, let's hope for a good day at Hagley today. Thank you, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.